Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Ship It and Sip It. I hope you had a fantastic Friday and a wonderful week. I'm here this week with Helen Sushkevich. She is a designer at Parallect. And this week is awesome because she has started together with the Venture Studio team on the first sprint of the year for two ideas, two teams, two startups in the making they're exploring the problem and they're finding out whether these solutions fit and whether there's a market for them. So can you tell me a little bit about the process since you're part of it? Okay. Um, what's sort of the, the rough idea for that you're working on and what's the team look like? Mm -hmm. uh, well, we're working right now on our app which will be concentrated on the music people who are into it, who love doing this and yet yeah, their free time or even as a professional and that will be the app that will connect well basically as we are thinking about right now it can change in the end but uh, now it is music app for musicians to connect them with their fans that's how their fans can give them any like donation or support in some forms that's how yeah it will be like a community of musicians and uh, their fans uh, right now, I participate as a like team member who uh, does some marketing research, who analyzes competitors, uh, analyzes their features, and uh, points out interesting things to discuss. And in the end of our all work, that will be like about two weeks or more. Of course, I will be participating as a designer, and I will make a landing page for uh, the whole app. And we'll be testing how our idea performs, uh, is it okay, is it not okay, and then analyze how um, is it suitable for us to uh, make this app or not. Super, and this is sort of an evolution of the product lab that happened last year. We did a couple sprints there, uh, but this is a way for people inside of Parallect to submit an idea and see if it really has legs, which I think is really fun for our team. It gives us, as a whole company, it gives us an opportunity to sort of foster entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. um, give people the chance to have a taste of being a founder, being on a very early stage team without taking the risk of, of leaving the, the warm company that we are and striking off on their own. And just briefly, the second startup, the, the second idea that's in the Venture Studio right now is... About connecting friends from yes. uh, different parts of the world. Yes. It's basically like a travel sync platform. I really like uh, the idea. Actually, I haven't dived deeper into yeah. the idea, but from like the top view, it looks like this. It looks like, uh, I don't know, a social network or a Tinder or something for friends that, uh, that you are separated with. Hmm. I was thinking it was more of like a planning platform. Like I've got a friend in Kiev and another friend coming from America and we all want to meet somewhere in Europe. How can we get there at the same time, stay at the same place, and do it kind of as cheaply as possible? Maybe. We will look. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. see what happens. Uh, keep a lookout. We'll launch the websites uh, either at the end of this week, early next week. Um, so keep an eye out for those. I look forward to helping write on them and look forward to working with you in terms of the design and the content design. Great. 
All right. In other news, we are continuing to collaborate with DIP, our partners in all things Web3 and the creator economy. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of news on this front. A lot of things are in the works. Uh, if you check out Eager's latest video on our YouTube channel, you can hear some of them. They want to put blockchain, no, they want to put Dachas on the blockchain. They want to do a lot of other cool things. And there's also another accelerator coming together with DIP. And the final piece of news, we have a new blog post about a student who became a teacher at Startup Summer, Agatha Rudko. That is live at uh, blog.parallel.com. So go check it out. There's a cool video and a lot of interesting things about her story. So that's the news. Let's get on to uh, what you've been up to lately, which is very cool. Uh, the first thing I want to ask you about is the design project that you did for a design course. Um, you posted it on Behance. Mm -hmm. It's very beautiful. You were working with new tools, and you were inspired by uh, Dolly, right? Yeah. For that. So we'll put a link to it so everybody can check it out. Uh, what, what was the course about, and what did you learn there? Uh, the main course uh, was um, created by an art director of a Russian art studio named... Uh, um, Pinkman uh, and the reason why I participated in this course is the skills uh, and expertise of uh, this art director Misha Rozov because he has a great experience great way of becoming designer from just a freelancer then being a designer in a studio and then setting up his own studio and he knows really a lot of information uh, he know he has a great expertise and i've seen a lot of works of uh, his students on behance and when I was scrolling the big hands, I just fell in love with each of it and I was impressed how it is possible to uh, to do this during just one, one month and a half. Mm. And it was uh, super not understandable for me because the walks uh, was uh, really uh, done on the such a great level. And uh, I've seen the walks that people started with when they just you know well, where design is before and what they've done after this course and I wanted also to uh, do such a thing right. that's why um, the main idea for me was to create walks uh, that I will be proud of in the end in the end of this course uh, so uh, the main um, program that we were working with was Cinema 4D. It is main program for working with 3D objects in design sphere, for making uh, also videos uh, in and animations. Uh, for me that was a program that was super difficult to understand because you're opening an interface and you're just looking at every button, we're looking at every like tiny text and do not understand where to click. So yeah, uh, I learned this program. I learned also uh, the technique of working with um, references and how to look at them because there is, you know, maybe such a phrase that everything that can, could be created is already created and we were learning how to get over this and how to look on what is created from a different angle. Mm -hmm. 
and I super liked it. And the, the box uh, which I uh, created, uh, I'm really proud of. I've reached my goal and I was super satisfied with the result. Super. And you talked about taking references. So who, was, who were some of your inspirations for the course and what do you love about their work? And maybe, I guess, if people go and look at what you've made, uh, how will they see um, their their influence on what you've created? Mm -hmm. You mean the Silver Dole Deli? Yeah. yeah. Um, this was a, a task when we needed to create a 3D poster and we were willing to choose any person for this who inspires us a lot in, in a different way. It can be your child dream, it can be some a realistic person who inspires you somehow. And I've chosen uh, Salvador Dali as he has uh, a great uh, skills, a great impression, great imagination for me. As I was uh, um, a student in the university, I visited his uh, art, art exhibition in Minsk and I was impressed with um, how, how detailed he um, made his uh, artworks because he puts so much sense behind uh, each of his characters like elephants or uh, clocks or something and you understand that for example you know there is like uh, sticks uh, in uh, no sticks sorry yeah, sticks sticks sticks, yeah. uh, sticks in his uh, drawings and pictures and for example this stick uh, shows support that's why for me it was uh, interesting to know that each of his details uh, has so much sense that's why I've chosen him for uh, being my uh, let's say, a uh, um, person who I inspired with for this poster. Great. And in terms of what you learned there, you talked about uh, learning to use Cinema 4D, mm -hmm. um, becoming more adept at that. Uh, is that something that you would like to use going forward with your design in Parallax and with our marketing team? Uh, I've already discussed it with my head and uh, she said, yeah, this is great. We will think about how we can implement it in our work. But basically we have a different style in our branding. That's why it's kind of uh, difficult to implement it like, like, yeah, today we are going to use only 3D objects. Yeah. No, of course it's difficult. And I will, uh, for example, use it very, um, in a little uh, volumes, in a little things, maybe like making some um, newsletter and I will create some particular image for this and I will create, for example, a SMM post just once and I will see how it goes, is it suitable, is it okay, or if it's not and with geometry it looks yeah. not really good. Yeah, well, I think if I remember correctly, in our older blog posts, Sergey was using a lot of 3D imagery mm -hmm. first, so maybe you could bring that back a little bit. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> All right, keep an eye on that. We might see some, some more 3D come back in to our design. And I guess now would be a good time to say that um, we are on the search for another designer to join Helen on our uh, marketing design team. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that position, um, what type of designer we're looking for, and why uh, we're the best marketing team to be a designer on? Amazing. Um, what we're looking for? We're looking for some uh, person who is not only professional in like design from a technique side. It should be a person who understands 
how design works that design is not only a picture it is what stands behind it and what sense you put in this for example if you're using uh, bright colors it is for this target audience and if you're losing like black colors or blue colors it is for more conservative audience that's why hard skills uh, soft skills some uh, basic understanding like of psychology as i said would be great and one when why we are cool guys uh, because we have amazing team when you can practice um, a lot of your inner skills you can implement any idea you want in your life you can say about this idea and this idea would be supported and also as a designer I can say that uh, for me it is super cool to be in a both uh, in, in two uh, teams uh, at the same time because I am a part of a marketing team and as well as I am part of the design team where we have our inner workshops where we have inner our presentation we are also so going to visit design conference this year we are planning to win an award that's why we have uh, great plans for this year and I'm super excited to implement them as well as the marketing team uh, this year yeah it's cool you can implement your ideas and can um, I don't know just enrich your skills in any way everyone is open and willing to help you and to chat with you Right, yeah, and the one thing that I, I would only add, I guess, is you can implement your idea, you can bring ideas to the table, and together as a team, we could implement them in a way that you'd never thought of before. Yeah. So it, it can come out as uh, a landing page or uh, infographic or a video. Or even real app or website. Video, anything, yeah. So we've got a, a multifaceted approach to idea delivery and it's very fun. All right, advertisement's over. Go <laughs> check out join.paralect.com and apply for the open designer position there if you are interested in joining us and joining Helen on our team. Now, I wanna sort of circle back to um, what you're, you're working on with the Venture Studio because you're going to eventually build a landing page for this idea if it's validated that there's a market for it and there's demand for it. Um, so you're going to probably use Tilda in this case or Webflow? Yeah, uh, we're planning to use Tilda. Okay. And you helped me to write a great blog post a while ago, a couple of weeks ago, about Tilda versus Webflow versus another no-code solution with SuperSo and Notion specifically for building landing pages for marketing websites for new startups. So can you fill us in a little bit on um, sort of your approach to Tilda or Webflow? Or is there anything else in that, uh, that, that you didn't put into the article? Why do you love working with them? Uh, I, as I basically said, it has like each of these uh, platforms has each is there minuses and there pluses, let's say like this. For example, uh, in Webflow you can implement more um, uh, unique, I would say, uh, animations or some blocks or something. In Tilda you basically can't do this. They have like a number of um, templates that, can, that you can use and that's it. If you want something extraordinary, you need to code as well as in Tilda. That's why um, these platforms in general are um, framed with what they have. If you want more, you need to code. That's why it is super connected. 
Mm -hmm. And just for someone who is a designer maybe and they've never dabbled in no-code website building, um, what tips would you give them to get started? Mm -hmm. uh, first of all, uh, I've learned Tilda and Webflow just by YouTube. This is why you don't need any like courses and pay like tons of money for for nothing. You just need to open your website, you watch videos and give yourself some time to learn the stuff and uh, also practice. Practice a lot because the real uh, job is not what you look, what you're watching in the video. Because video shows uh, some tips of how to do this and in real work you can um, bump into something uh, that, that is not showed in the video, you need to google it, you need to watch it again. That's why it's a good idea to make some tips and notes uh, and you won't be uh, losing lots of time watching video again and again. That's why, yeah, YouTube, uh, tips and practice and a bit perfect combination. Right on. Yes, definitely dive into that if you want to learn. As, as far as I know, um, Webflow, on their own Webflow University, mm -hmm. they're very comprehensive resources. As well as still that they yeah. have their own, uh, as I remember, YouTube channel or something. They have super easily explained videos of how to do this, how to do that, as, as well as Webflow. But Webflow has their uh, university on their website. That's mm -hmm. why I like, for example, if comparing Tilda and Webflow, I like Webflow in this case more because it's super structured. It has like basic level, animation level, or I don't know, CMS level or something, and you can learn it uh, one by one and it um, puts in your mind more um, accurate, accurate, I would say, than in Tilda. Because in Tilda, you just need to Google like this, 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 this. Right. right. <laughs> All right, and since we're on the topic of websites and design, I wanted to ask you, you've joined us uh, last summer, right? Yeah. So you, you joined us after Parallect had been sort of been an established brand for over 10 years with its own look, its own design assets, its own sort of brand visual uh, appeal. Um, what did you think of the brand from a visual, visual perspective when you joined the company and how have you sort of worked together with the other designers to evolve the Parallect brand, mm -hmm. keep it fresh and keep it interesting? Mm -hmm. uh, as a designer, I love, uh, from my eyes perspective, I love beauty. And when I was applying for uh, the vacancy, uh, the first thing I've uh, seen is uh, the web page of uh, vacancy of marketing designer. And I like it really. It was great from my design perspective. That's why I, I pointed like, hmm, uh, they gave you time to make a web page look nice. That's why, hmm, I think shit about this company. Uh, and when I started working with Parallax Design in general, I got the guidelines and mm -hmm. I've seen what all is already done uh, in the website. And now I have um, uh, kind of um, confused because in guidelines, 
uh, all look so old-fashioned, all look so unfresh, and what I see in the website looks completely different, and what they have in common is only colors and typography. That's why I understood that using guidelines to form an SMM in general, it would be a wrong decision, and I uh, decided to orient on our website and how it looks right, right now. Uh, I've chosen the geometrical in general uh, style and that we're using like um, uh, like people like drawn outlined that we're using some geometrical shapes made in made out of something and I thought it would be nice to use it and uh, also I wanted to give some space so it won't be too messy uh, and that's it. I've decided to use geometry, bright colors, and I think that uh, I've did a great job. And our SMM page, our Instagram looks nice, for example, for me. And I also get uh, nice feedback from the other people that, yeah, it looks nicer than it was uh, before you. That's why I'm happy. Awesome. Well, yeah, if you want to see uh, what she's talking about directly, check out our Instagram scroll through you can see the progress that that our brand has has made over time when it comes to design and it's lovely yes thank you um i'd like to ask next about some tips you might have for founders who don't have such an established brand a lot of times we work with founders and, and their startups don't even have a website yet mm -hmm. uh, just like you guys are doing in the startup in the Venture Studio. So what are some of the things that you want to focus on first in order to get um, a good, uh, uniform, interesting design? How do you discover what a brand should look like from mm -hmm. nothing? Uh, first of all, you need to set who is your target audience and understand that, for example, if your target audience is kids, it would be one voice, one style, or it will be more uh, color, like candy colors style, it would be more fun, it would be more childish. And if you are talking about people who are into business, it will be straight, it will be uh, like blue or black, basically, we use as colors. It won't be um, with tons of images of illust or illustration, but Okay, okay. In illustration, I'm mistaken, it can be used, yeah, yeah. but of, of also you need to understand uh, how it looks like. Because um, illustration actually says a very much information, because uh, we also we, um, see the brand uh, from the design side, from how it looks like. Mm -hmm. So understand the target audience, their like, psychology, how they think, how they um, look at you as a brand. And the second uh, tip is not a tip. Uh, the second, I would say, uh, puzzle that should go side by side is the voice, the text, the how the brand talks to you, in which way, in like how he or she, I don't know, yeah. brands as she uh, talks with his audience. I mean, if we are like friendly, if they're like bros, it will be like, hey, you man, let's let's make a business. We're super cool guys. No worries, we'll do it for you and if you are taking for example like uh, I don't know um, some um, like Google Sheets or something <laughs> like this <laughs> I don't know it's the only thing I remember right now uh, Google, Google Sheets, sheets. Are life. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, Excel. Right, um, right. If Excel or Google would say like, hey, bro, you'll be like, um, I'm doing large business with tons of money. That's the what? funny thing. We're not bros I mean, yeah. anymore. I mean, Microsoft is such, seems like such an old stodgy business, but they just bought this gaming company yesterday for Activision, right? For $70 billion. It's crazy. Anyway. Other news. Mm -hmm. uh, the one thing I wanted to ask you about that I didn't put on the list, and, and since we're talking about sort of brand appearance, um, I've seen this a lot where people take logos, specifically brand logos, and they compare what they used to be, you know, in the late 90s, early 2000s, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to what they are now. And what seems to have happened is basically all the logos started to look the same, and almost everybody just said, screw our logo designer, let's just use Helvetica. Uh, so why do you think there's this sort of, this sort of um, I don't know, it seems like vanilla, like everything yeah. is becoming like kind of boring. Uh, you know, I've read the article concerning this. Uh, the interesting thing that was said, that's why, like, why we remember, for example, McDonald's, or why we remember Nike, or I don't know, um, Johnson's Baby or something like this. Because when this company started uh, time ago, there was not so many brands, I mean huge brands that will be remembered that would have enough budget for an advertisement, that would have enough budget to uh, like show their companies that they're cool, buy us and etc. That's why people uh, do remember these brands really great and uh, as time goes, um, more brands uh, are created and the market is, is super full of different types of brands and people started to uh, just you know like blind eyes on mm -hmm. everything and it doesn't matter for you like would, would it be the flower or would it be a rings uh, or something if it is not famous brand you won't even recognize it so it more is more about budget and uh, what uh, how you perform your company, how you show your company. The other thing that I wanted to point is that through as time goes by, uh, in the very beginning, the logos were complicated. They were complex, made of like shades, made of characters, made of like, I don't know, calligraphic colorful, letters. Yeah, 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 colorful. And uh, now it's trendy to make minimalism style. For example, if you have noticed, as I remember, Burger King changed their logo not so far ago, a year ago. And they had more complex logo and mm -hmm. they shifted to a more minimalistic look style. And there are ma many brands do this because people there is too much information, too much visual things that disturb us. These ads that we see constantly on web pages, ads from uh, I don't know, from billboards, from metro, and we see and everybody uh, consists us to pay something, to buy something. Right. That's why it's super uh, difficult to stand out right now. Interesting. All right, let's change topics a little bit from logos and brands to creativity because as a writer sometimes you know I look at the blank page that I need to pour some interesting thoughts and ideas and, and things onto and it's a real struggle for me it happens to other writers does it happen to you as a designer do you ever just open a figma file and think I you know what do I make 
Uh, for me, it works like this. Of course, I'm, I have this such a situation yeah. and they happen more often even than you can think. Uh, but in general, what helps me the most is to have a break, for example, to go somewhere outside or just to drink a coffee or what works for me the best to watch um, such a series that is named Improvisatia mm -hmm. uh, on uh, TNT channel uh, and just have a love uh, just somehow to make your mood better uh, and it switches your brain somehow and you can get down to work with uh, i don't know uh, with more energy i would say and the another thing that helps me is that to just to look through um dribble or behance or Instagram, I have a couple of uh, profiles that I follow and to find some inf inspiration from this. You never know where you will find inspiration. It can be just a typography or just can be like like similar, just a button and you will see the color and like, yes, that's it, I need it. And, and everything then goes great. Yeah, that's interesting. I've never really considered looking at improvised comedy, but I guess that's um, one of the places where you just have to be creative immediately on stage. It's a very challenging situation. And those but they guys, do this they do in such an easy way and yeah. you can understand how they can, how, how fast they can uh, just think of it, create right. nothing, like create something out of nowhere. Yeah, and I mean, I'm even afraid to, to, to do a, an episode of Ship It and Sip It live, <laughs> let alone um, without a script and with ideas that are completely not my own. So hats off to those people that love improvised comedy. Would you ever like to try it someday? Like uh, to improvise in a stand -up? No, I think I wouldn't uh, create something. <laughs> I would neither. just uh, keep silent. All right, we talked a little bit about brands. Um, I just wanted to pick your brain and ask what brands do you think really get design right that can be either digital products or uh, older legacy brands? I guess everybody's a digital brand these days, almost. Mm, nowadays, yeah. I think it's a great point to be a digital brand because, you know, we can buy everything from just our phones. That's why if you're an old brand that has only black shop outside, you won't be successful. Right. So who gets it right in your opinion and what do you love about uh, them? Number one definitely is Nike. Uh, I mean, all the stuff they're doing uh, in the United States, uh, mostly, unfortunately, not in our country. Uh, I mean, how they, of course, as I said, how they talk with the audience, what they do, how they perform themselves. They perform as a super modern company who's oriented on uh, younger people and uh, it works nice. I mean, even the style of their photo that they're making, they're like um, how models look like, uh, the sides of the model. What I like about Nike the most is they're super brave to do some uh, crazy stuff and it encourages, of course, these people who follow this brand. Uh, what I've also uh, found out recently uh, is that app uh, is an app that is named The Breakfast. Uh, mm -hmm. And I also like this their visual style. This app is oriented on uh, 
meeting with creative people in different uh, parts of the world, uh, I mean, in, in, in particular cities, and they have uh, places where people have, they can meet. And I love uh, the typography that they show them. I love that they show them the orange as their main uh, brand style, because it shows this creativity. It shows the, um, the inner sense of how you understand this brand. If it would be black, it would be completely different. Yeah. I've been following them, I discovered them a while ago, um, which, it's a very small brand, um, but I hope to, to um, use the app soon here mm -hmm. in Minsk. And um, what it reminded me of uh, was, it, was, it has a very like New York feel, like New York Times or New Yorker magazine has, has a very similar yeah, visual yeah, design yeah. to that. So maybe they spent some time in New York or they just read, you know, good literary magazines. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Um, all right. Anybody else? Um, I think Airbnb also does great brand brand work because they have um, also like thoroughly prepared pictures of each flat, and they I know that they have filter uh, for those people who want to. Uh, advertise somehow their flat or room or something. If they have not appropriate pictures, they won't allow you to be on such a platform. That's why it's a, a great, great feature for me, because uh, it creates uh, the whole impression of the brand. Uh, when you look from a beautiful picture, you um, constantly associate with the brand it is. And also, what I like, what I like is, um, I mean the how clean the interface looks like. Uh, the app on the iPhone, the app uh, in the website, it looks super understandable, super easy and convenient to use. Uh, and of course it has great UX, but it also is a part, in this case, it is a part of a brand. That's why, great job, Brain BB. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's interesting, They we were hosts in Airbnb um, many years ago when we lived in Arizona and we were one of the only earliest and only hosts in the area that we lived in um, but we had a, a nice little cabin in the woods it was quite picturesque um, but there weren't a lot of people on Airbnb at the time this was you know 2013-14 mm -hmm. still quite early days for them so they really engaged with us because they saw that we were booked very often we were close to the Grand Canyon so a lot of Europeans came uh, because my wife was from Europe, they, they sort of identified with our listing and they, they, they liked having a European uh, to stay with in America because America can be a strange and funny place, <laughs> right? Um, but they reached out to us and they, I, I think they even sent a photographer to our place um, on, on, and paid them a contract photographer to take better pictures for our listing and we got to um, be involved in an early version of their experiences mm -hmm. um, before that really took off. Um, we were helping to sort of get people to the Grand Canyon, take them on hikes and things like that. that so they were cool. really engaged with their user community at that point. I think now it's a little bit too big for that. Maybe some super hosts they still um, get involved with a little bit. but It depends on the person, yeah. really. Yeah. I, and I had I didn't have such an experience. We've booked some rooms when we were in Lviv or something, uh, and our host even didn't participate. Yeah. In, in anyhow, you know, like uh, a key is under carpet, and 
Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's changed a lot. Um, but their design is still beautiful. Yeah. All right, since it is still um, close to the beginning of the year, it's still January, we're still talking about goals and aspirations for this year ahead. Um, what are some of yours that, that you would like to share that can either be you know, related to Parallax design or your own design goals? Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, as I'm working not as a, only as a graphic designer, I also have an experience in After Effects and animations. That's why I understand that uh, I have not such a high skill level in uh, this sphere. That's why I would chose to I would choose to uh, level up somehow my animation skills and to know something new in the sphere and to make better information more smooth, more interesting. And also what I want to uh, learn next year would be, of course, Cinema 4D, uh, also more, more practice in the sphere, learning some new tools and features and tiny things in this program, because I've learned it only by like 50% mm -hmm. on the, during this course. That's why, yeah. Awesome. Well, I look forward to seeing your work and uh, working with you to create more beautiful things for our company, for the people that follow us, for the founders that we work with, and for the whole world, right? Yeah. All right, well, if you wanna hear more about uh, our goals as a team for 2022, we've been releasing short videos uh, from each team within Parallact, and you can catch them on our YouTube channel or our Instagram, wherever you follow us. All right, Helen, thank you so much for stopping by. I hope you have a wonderful weekend, and you do too. Ship it and sip it, everybody. Goodbye. All right, we're back for some bonus content. <laughs> Helen, Helen didn't want to let me go without talking a little bit about bad design trends. So what do you got? Uh, I have two things to discuss. The one brand I really hate, because when 3 just came to the design sphere, everybody started to uh, do some ordinary stuff. And I hate like this pla uh, plasticine uh, look like hands or um, I don't know, or shapes or something. I don't know, it looks for me uh, so silly, so uninteresting. And you see this from er everywhere because there are a lot of templates and everybody constantly templates. Plastic? Uh, plasticine. Plasticine. All yeah. Right. You understand you what we're talking about, yeah? Yeah, yeah? yeah, I think so. I have an idea in my mind. Uh, you're going to have to send me, a, send me a link and I'll show the people okay, what we're talking okay, about. Okay, okay. Just because they, uh, it, it is used everywhere. Mm -hmm. That's why, from design point, you just get got tired of it, mm -hmm. because you you just see it everywhere. As a trend that is uh, going backward now, but the previous year it was in the tops. It is as named glass morphism. Mm -hmm. uh, it is when uh, transparent thing uh, has a bluer background, and in general it looks nice. But uh, again. Uh, just because it was used everywhere, you just got tired of it. So please do not use it. <laughs> All right. You heard it here. Get rid of your plasticine and glass morphism. <laughs> unless you can do it really well, but not too yeah. much. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Helen. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye.